You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. You can follow me on Instagram at tripadvice. If you're into TikTok videos, you can follow me at tripadvice on TikTok as well. And if you need help with meeting more women, if you feel like you're struggling to do it on your own, then check out my coaching program, tripadvicecoaching.com is where you can go to get more information on that, as well as apply and work with one of our coaches here at TripAdvice, where you get a dedicated one-on-one coach. And that is going to help you with getting more dates online and in person. We teach you how to cold approach or approach women in person, IRL as they say. And we also create a profile for you that gets tons and tons of matches, which will get you lots of dates. So if you're interested in getting help, go to tripadvicecoaching.com. And on today's episode, I'm really excited I'm going to just kind of give you a disclaimer. I sound kind of low energy. I might be running into like a very small cold, nothing crazy, nothing that's stopping me from producing content, but it's affected my voice a little bit. So as much as my, my energy sounds low, I still have it inside of me. So bear with me through maybe a lower tone and sounding like I'm falling asleep. (laughs) But again, my mind's all there, but my voice is not. And I want to start off by saying that I'm really excited about all the questions that just came in. I got a a ping from my customer service uh, slash assistant, and he told me, you know, Trip, a lot of questions came in, and it's great because I feel like it's been a little bit slow in the past month or so, and a bunch came in, and I'm here to answer them today, and I'm so excited to do so. And if you have a question, you can email me personally, Trip at tripadvice.com. And then we put in the subject line, if you can put in the subject line podcast question, then that allows us to know, okay, this is for the podcast, right? So just big thanks to everyone who's who's writing in. Um, I'm saying thank you to you because it is so much fun answering your questions. And it's fun to connect with, with the audience because I don't get to do that in any other way. I can see comments on TikToks, uh, YouTube. And Instagram, by the way, I should have mentioned earlier, YouTube as well, you can check out. I have a lot of videos on YouTube uh, that is trip advice as well. So I see all those comments. I see the likes. I see the feedback. I get to engage. And I don't get to do that here until you send me a question. And I really like to see them and read them. And let's just get into it. I don't want to, I don't want to waste any more time. So here is... From Lanson, first question. I've been following along with your advice for quite a while now. I feel as though I've finally been able to overcome approach anxiety and also be able to utilize TED to a high degree. However, I feel as though I'm constantly hitting hurdles due to my ethnicity. I am an Asian male and live in an area that is very white dominant, 90% white and less than 1% Asian. I feel that despite utilizing the tools and information you've given, my results are still very poor compared to my friends who are white and don't really put much effort in. We go out, I feel I'm the only one in the group that goes out of my way to approach women and often have very good conversations. However, when I try to build rapport and sexual tension, it just doesn't seem to be reciprocated or received well by the women. 
My friends, on the other hand, will often have cringy conversations and awkward interactions, yet still seem to get laid at a higher rate than I. It's frustrating, too, as they don't seem to put much effort in, or any at all. They don't take much care of themselves, poor physical shape, not much income. I have good hygiene, I'm very fit, great income, and a good personality and morals. Yet despite all this hard work, it feels like my attempts are futile. I feel like there's a lot of negative Asian stereotypes that people still believe in, especially in my area. To make things worse, a lot of women assume I'm way younger than them or tell me I look too young, and I think that's also due to my lack of facial hair slash monotonous Asian features. I don't know what to do. Perhaps you have some advice for Asian males in America, Lanson. Lanson, I, I, you know, I, I've had this question before, and I'm really, I'm really excited that you're bringing it up again because we get to discuss it. I know that there are a lot of minorities who listen to the How to Talk to Girls podcast, and and I do think it is, from what I believe, from just some of the data I've seen, a pretty diverse audience here. So hopefully. Whatever minority you are, if you're listening, you can get some help from some of the things I have to say here. So, all right, you you believe that there's negative stereotypes on on Asian people. I'm not going to say yes. I'm not going to say no. It's it's hard to know. I've not experienced it because I'm, I'm obviously I'm not Asian, but I know a lot of people who are Asian who have said it's been very very tough for them. Potentially, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. I don't know. But just understand that the the thought about that, it doesn't do anything for you. So whether you're Asian or you're, you're Black African or you are from India or Middle Eastern or Eastern European, wherever, yeah, you can you can be thinking it's because of my race. And, and maybe it is, by the way. Maybe it is. Maybe they look at you and they say, this guy's Asian and I don't like it. Maybe they're racist. I don't know. Maybe they're not attracted to Asian features. Maybe it is true. Maybe white women are generally not interested in Asian men. It could be very true. And that white women want to be with white men. Obviously, we know that's not 100% true. Uh, because there are Asian men who attract white women all the time. But the point being is whether we know it's true or not, thinking about it is just not going to help. And we need to just, that's the kind of start to this advice. We need to throw out all thoughts. And we need to focus on everything else, right? So specifically the thoughts of, women don't like this insert race here, insert minority here. We can't think like that because it can become a self-fulfilling prophecy, potentially. I don't think that's happening to you. You seem to put in a lot of work here as you're saying, and I'm just, I'm going to take your word for it. I'm going to believe you. I'm going to take your word for it, that you put in a lot of work, that you're utilizing Ted, you've you're talking to a lot of women. I believe the fact that some of your friends might be putting in very little work and maybe it's working for them. But on the other hand, 
it's very easy to differentiate yourself because you're Asian and then just automatically pick that. And then it messes with your head and, and it doesn't work. So my long-winded point with what I'm saying here to start this conversation with you is let's focus on what we can control. And it sounds like you're starting to do that or have been doing that. You said you have good hygiene, you're fit, great income. Uh, that doesn't matter so much, at least in the very beginning. Uh, you know, They're not going to know how much you make in the, in the very beginning. But yes, your hygiene, being fit is very important, that you're having you're building rapport, you're building sexual tension. My thought is this. First of all, you didn't say anything about the way that you dress. And that could really help you, by the way. I've noticed that if you are, I guess if you are a minority or you're not, you're, by the way, in any country, right? It's like you're a minority in any country. This can go as being a minority in, in uh, beyond America, or if you're maybe on the shorter side or the skinnier side, which by the way, that's that's me and has been me for a long time. Very thin dude, um, not super jacked. But what helps is wearing really fun, stylish clothes that makes you stand out more and getting some sort of stylist to make sure that you're dressing really well. I don't think that's the, the main solution here. We'll, we'll get to, to more of a solution, but I think that's a really good start is is doing that but you know what you first of all i would even try to actually stay away from going out with some of your friends i know that sounds uh, not like not the advice that one might want to hear and i'm not saying don't go out with your friends but maybe don't meet women when you're with your friends it's going to cause you to compare it's going to cause you to get upset and frustrated and who knows? Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're in a place where it's white dominant and a lot of the people where you live don't like Asian people. And if that is the truth, if that's what you're saying, then maybe it's a good idea to not go out with your friends to meet women. And just try to do it on your own. By yourself. Really working the room. Also, I have a hunch that whatever you're doing, you're doing something wrong. I just know it. I just know it. You got good hygiene, you're fit, fun personality. You're saying you're good at building rapport. You're saying you're good at sexual tension. I just don't know if you're there yet. Because if you were, something would be working. So I think that there's some sort of, uh, I don't know, uh, a false perspective, let's say on what's really happening. And I think that there needs to be more work being done. In fact, that's the only way to really look at this because we need to work on what we can control and that's all we can control is just our general quick looks, right? How we dress, hygiene, our physical shape, and then the personality aspect, the behavior aspect, the building rapport, the sexual tension, all that good stuff. That's the stuff that I don't believe you have down yet. You say you do, or at least you're hinting that or insinuating that you do, but I, I just don't think it's there. Because I really truly believe that 
you could be able to, even with going out with your friends, be able to just kill it, to just kill it with a fun, outgoing personality. I really do. I do believe that there's still room for you to do this. With friends, without friends, I would test both out. But there is something missing. And I think that, you know, I I have a thought that there's some nice guy coming out. You said the word morals. And there's nothing wrong with having good morals. But you said that to me, which means it seems like maybe you think that that's something that's really attractive to women, at least on the forefront. But it's, it's not. Women like bad boys. You know, did you know that there are a bunch of women that write men who are in jail? It's a thing. The men in jail have these pen pals with women these women who are really attracted to these kind of bad boys who are in prison. Look it up. It's a, it's a whole thing. So I just have a hunch. You said you need some advice. I know I've already given you some, but here's kind of where I feel like we're really going to hit something. Is I feel like you're just doing this nice guy thing. I feel like you are maybe having this like kind of fun personality, but it's in this kind of nice guy way where they're just not taking you seriously. And I understand maybe it is because you're Asian. Maybe it is because you lack the facial hair and and maybe it is because you look kind of boyish. But we need to really overcome that. So let me just tell you what happened with me. So this is some anecdotal uh, evidence here. When I was in my younger years, so right now I'm 37. When I was learning this stuff, I was 23, 24 years old. So what is that? I don't know, 13 years ago, something like that. I also had very boyish features. I mean, I still could grow a beard and all that stuff, but I I looked young. I was very, very skinny. Like lanky would be a good way to, uh, to describe it. And I remember I actually went to a dating coach, went to a seminar, a dating coach that doesn't exist anymore. And he goes, I have one advice. I have one piece of advice for you. I said, what's that? He goes, start swearing more. I was like, that's it? He goes, yeah, just start swearing more. And then he walked away. Now, I I did take that advice. And I thought that was almost ridiculous in the moment. But what I ended up learning was, it wasn't that I needed to even swear more. The idea behind that, I learned, again, I learned this later on was, I needed to have more alpha masculine energy in my interactions. One of the practical tips with that could be swearing, could be your tonality, could be the way you run the group, could be the way that you look her in the eyes when you're talking to her, could be the types of conversation that you're having, how much you're smiling. So you need to be testing all these things out, but you might know the best here. Is there somewhere where you feel like you are being too nice guy friendly? Are you really building that sexual tension with all the aforementioned things that I just listed? I guarantee you're not. And I get it. It might be harder for a guy like you or it was for me who looked a little bit more boyish. And I understand this happens to be a thing with the Asian community. 
where it's harder for them because of maybe some of their features or whatever it may be. So you have to overcompensate hard by dressing really well so you stand out and having a personality that stands out too and that is one that is able to stand out in a way where it's not just trying to get to know people but really using your, like I said, eye contact, tonality, topics of conversations, lots of teasing, giving the girls shit a little bit but really just focusing all your energy on that flirtation. And if all that still doesn't work, Lanson, then, you know, again, everything you're saying might be right, even though secretly I want you to not think about it too much because it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, but everything you're saying might be right. You might have to move. You might have to leave. Because I don't know where you live. I wish you told me. Maybe you're just trying to, you know, not share based on privacy, but I can tell you plenty of Asian men, ones that we've worked with in the the TripAdvice coaching program and men who I just know who are Asian, who have done very well in a lot of other cities. I know this one guy, uh, this one Asian guy, he's a friend of a friend and I mean, he's 100% 100% Asian. He's short. He's kind of fit. He's not fat. He's not skinny. He's like right in the middle. And and he is a doctor. So I, I got to give that to him. I know that's going to help a little bit being a doctor. Um, but still, I also know plenty of doctors that can say they're doctors and won't attract a single woman. So I don't want to put too much emphasis on that. Anyway, this guy is so alpha and he attracts the most gorgeous white women. I've never seen him with a non-white woman. And I'm talking model-esque type nines and tens. And he's not an even very attractive person specifically. He's not bad looking, but he's not like this, he's not a model. (laughs) He's not super tall and jacked and chiseled face but he's got an amazing personality. I've went out with him a couple times and I'm like, I get it. In the first two minutes, I just got it. Like, oh yeah, this guy is like super alpha in your face, but not in like a dick way. Very outgoing, you know, really jokey and fun. Almost, I know this is going to sound so counterintuitive, almost off-putting at times. I liked him. He was a nice guy, but sometimes I could see the way he's acting and I could see how people might be annoyed with him. But that's that's called polarization. And so when there's a group of people who probably don't like you, there's going to be another group of people that really like you. Think about some of the most hated and loved people in the world. Think about presidents. Think about actors. Think about other influencers. There's a group that hate him. It's a group that I love them. So that polarizing factor is huge. And this guy had it with some of those characteristics I was saying. So Lanson, we went deep into this conversation. I'm really glad we did. And I hope that this helps you. And I want you to try some of those things out. And if it doesn't, you can always check out the Trip Advice coaching page. You can join us. We can coach you through it. We can help you. 
our team over here is not 100% white. And we know what's going on with guys like you. We work with guys like you all the time. We can help you. Hope that helps at least to start. Okay, let's answer another question from Anonymous. Hi, Trip. I'm a longtime podcast listener. Your advice has helped me completely revamp my dating life. Through using what I've learned, I managed to start dating an amazing girl from my university. We met in class. I asked her out a few months ago. We've been having regular dates since. Everything in the relationship had been going extremely well. She would unprompted tell me how much she liked me, how much she wanted to see me between dates. She even brought up future plans for us to do, like go on a road trip over spring break. Yesterday, she asked to talk and let me know that she isn't ready for something serious. And she knows that if we continue seeing each other, it will become serious. She let me know she could see herself falling for me, but is not ready for a relationship. I was able to keep a strong frame and let her know that I was disappointed because I could see this going somewhere, but she has to do what's best for her. I then told her I couldn't wait for her, but if at some point she realizes she's ready to let me know, and if I'm available, I'd like to see her. Going home, I tried to focus on myself and living my best life, so I went to the gym and got drinks with friends, both things ending up on my Instagram stories, which she watched immediately. While that wasn't my intention, showing showing her that I'm still living a fun, exciting lifestyle was definitely a plus. I guess my question is, where do I go from here? Do I reach out after some time to check in? Do I just live my life and see if she contacts me? Do I attempt to have a conversation soon about her fears and attempt to ease them? I would like to reiterate that she is being honest about her reasoning, and I can tell she still has very real feelings for me, and this wasn't just a lame excuse to break it off. I don't want to be stuck and hung up on this forever. So what's your best advice on how to either move forward or get her to come around? Thank you, Anonymous. Good question. All right, a lot of things to say here. Appreciate the richness of the details so I can really give you some some good advice here. So first off, I said it once, I'll say it again. I will continue to say it and I won't get bored of saying it. The second a girl shows anything other than a high level of interest, Peace out. See ya later and goodbye. Because we only want the women who have the high level of interest. Why? Because you deserve the best. And you shouldn't be living life without having the best. Or let me say this even differently. You should never settle for anything but the best. Your life is too short. If I were to say, Hey, Anonymous, I'm going to have two women available to you. One really likes you, wants to see you all the time, very interested in having sex with you, being with you, obsessed with you in a good way. And the second girl likes you, but isn't too sure kind of likes you, doesn't know, but, 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 but. you know where I'm going with this. Who are you picking? So I know that that is a hypothetical situation, but your life is not hypothetical. So if you tell me that you're going to pick that girl, well, obviously, Trip, I'm going to pick the first one. Then why aren't you trying to be with a woman 
who has those kinds of feelings with you? Well, the reason you're not is because you got attached to this one, which I get. It's perfectly normal. It happens. It's happened to me. We get there. We're humans. We're mammals. We get attached and we get teased because uh, at one point she did like me a lot. Maybe I can have that again. But this is the red flag. So I, I that's fine. I don't care. You know, you say, I, it's interesting. You say, I believe her. She's being honest. That's fine. Whether she's lying or being honest, that doesn't even matter, Anonymous. I don't care what her reasoning is. I, what I see, the filter in my head and Tripp's head, which I want to give to you is, oh, I'm seeing a girl who's not that interested anymore. Now, why is a whole different story. I'm not sure why. I can't give you that specific advice. I'm, I, I don't know. I don't know why this happened. You know, again, I hear what you're saying here. Uh, no, Trip, she does like me, though. She's just not ready for the relationship. Remember, I said she's not ready for the relationship. Okay, so she's fine. That doesn't matter. Yeah, she's not ready for a relationship with you. For whatever, there's a reason there. There's a reason there. Trust me. No woman, I don't even think any man can logic their way out of being with someone who's an amazing fit for them. I just don't believe it. I refuse to. You know, I mean, I'm I'm trying to think of an exception here. You know, I mean, it has to be like in a, an extreme logic situation. Like I, I can imagine maybe, a, uh, now see, I'm going back and forth in my head. I was going to say like a woman who has a kid and needs to raise her kid and her kid's her first priority. So she's not really ready for a relationship because she's got to be a mom. No, I still think she'd make it work. You know, maybe you're, I think it sounds like you're, yeah, you're in university. So maybe she's kind of like, maybe you're thinking, oh, she, she really wants to focus on her studies and her career. She's not ready for the relationship yet. No, nah, man. Yeah, sorry. I can't, I can't, I can't imagine an exception here. This is black and white to me. Something's off and it's, and it is you. And I'm not trying to be a dick, like trying to give you shit here. Like you suck. That's not my point. Obviously my intentions are well here. But we also have to live in, in reality and understand that that she doesn't see you in the way that she would need to to say, I need to stick around, no matter what's going on in her life. We can even go to an extreme example. Imagine, imagine, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of, I don't know, insert, you know, rich, charismatic celebrity like her favorite, you know, if we were to ask her who her favorite celebrity was, like who's her, you know, what, you know, is it Justin Bieber, someone to that degree, and she had an opportunity to be with that person, would she? Probably. And I can hear you now. Well, but, but trip, that's Justin Bieber. Well, look at that. Still, look at that. Magically now, this person's ready for a relationship. Huh, would you look at that? So it's nothing to do with her not being ready. There's something going on 
with you and her. Now, I'll do my best to help you a little bit. There is a little red flag I see. You know, I do like, I love how you, let's do the Oreo cookie, okay? Oreo cookies, you know, uh, positive, negative, positive in terms of feedback. You did a great job where you said, okay, you're going to go focus on yourself, live your best life, go to the gym, get some drinks with friends, hang out. That was great. What I don't like and what red flags me on your end is that you said to her, you know, oh, well, let me know. And you said, oh, I don't know exactly how you said it, but that's what it sounded like. You said, quote, I then told her I wouldn't, I couldn't wait for her. But if at some point she realizes she is ready to let me know, and if I'm available, I'd like to see her. I know that sounds like it could be good. Because it's like, well, trip, I didn't beg her. I just said if I'm available. Yeah, but it's also, there's a weakness there. Letting her know that if you are available, maybe we can make something happen. It's almost like a, almost an unconscious signaling of that you don't have the self-respect. I want it to be all the way confident. You know, you don't have to be, you don't have to be a dick to her. Be like, oh, you don't like me? Well, goodbye forever. But you say to her like, hey, listen, all right, I'm hearing you. I hear what you're saying. Sounds like you're, you're not interested. All good. It was great hanging out while we did. Maybe we'll be friends down the, down the line, but probably not. And uh, yeah, wish you well. And then goodbye. Maybe I'm saying it with a, with a harsher tone, but it's got to be like that. Like it's got to be almost as emotionless as possible. Yes, you feel the emotions, but I want you to treat it more stoic. Like, okay, you're not interested. So be it. And uh, take care and good luck. I hope you find uh, whatever's out there for you. Not that you're available. It's funny. You could even have done that. And I think the odds are low, but maybe she would have come back even faster. Like, oh, wait, what what did I do? Because women want to know that you don't need them. That's one of the secrets, by the way, because a woman will never tell you that because she says she wants that, but what she responds to is when she's not needed because that's the side that's an attractive of a man because a man should be able to provide and conquer and be strong. He should never need anything beyond food, water, shelter, oxygen. That's the strength in a man. That's the strength I'd like to cultivate in myself as well as everyone that that I, I preach to on the podcast. All right, let's hit another one. These have been really great questions. This one comes from T, short one. Hi, Trip. First, I want to say thank you for all the knowledge you've given me and the rest of your listeners. Since I started listening to How to Talk to Girls and being more active, I met some amazing women and learned a lot. Recently, I started dating a woman who, of course, has my non, my three non-negotiables, and we still haven't had sex. 
I have some toys that I would like to try with her when the moment will come, but I don't know how to raise the subject. And also when on the first time, or should I wait with it? Uh, this is broken English. So I said, I think he says, but don't know how to raise the subject. And also when on the first time, or should I wait with it? Would like to hear your thoughts about this. Best regards, T. All right. So this is great. So you started dating a woman, three non-negotiable, still haven't had sex. Okay, cool. With this whole idea of exploring your fun sexual side and doing some of those things, I would wait just a minute. First, have sex. Get to that point. Then you can start bringing some of that stuff up. Now, you don't have to wait too long. Sometimes you can have sex like once or twice and then you can bring up things like, so like, what are you interested in, right? Because that's some of the first times that you're ever having sex. So you can ask them what they're interested in. What do you like? And in that, you can then bring up what you like. You can bring up the toys that you had that you want to try with her. But I wouldn't do that till you feel more sexually comfortable with her. I would say, generally speaking, that's going to take anywhere from three to 10 times, I would say. And that's a pretty big range because like I said, sometimes you're able to bring that stuff up quick. Sometimes you have a very strong sexual connection with someone and it can just come up fast. And there's also something interesting, like you don't know the person that that well yet. So you almost feel like your guard could be down. I don't know. That's how I feel sometimes, at least. It's like, kind of like this. There's something about telling a stranger your deepest, darkest secret versus someone you've known for a long time. It's easier to tell the stranger because they don't really know you. It's like, who cares? But someone you've known for a long time, there's a deeper history there. Same idea here. It's like, well, you meet someone, have sex a couple times, and you just go for it. You share the things that you're interested in. So that's how I would come up with the with the topic is, you know, after you guys have sex a couple times, or maybe it gets to the point where it's four or five times, and now you're at this point, right, where you feel sexually comfortable with them. Ask them what they're into. You'll they'll ask you back, you'll say what you're into, and boom, that's it. So super simple. Let's go to the next question from Ryo, or maybe it's Rio. He says, I need some advice. I'm okay looking. 5'8", if not good looking, and pretty jacked too. I liked one girl in my class. To be honest, I wanted to wife her up. She seemed to be the perfect one. A conservative Hindu girl with strong family values, and we did chat for a long time. I flirted and built some emotional connection over the phone, and one day I told her about my crush on her, and she said she wanted me as a best friend and didn't want a relationship with anyone at the moment. I said okay and didn't stay as a friend, but I missed her and tried to get back, but by that time, she didn't want to be friends anymore. We had an argument over text in which I called her fat, and she blocked me. After that, I got into a relationship with five girls in my college, One was a professional model as well. Still, I couldn't move on from the rejection I got. 
Seems like I can get the women I want for short-term flings, including pretty looking ones, but the one that I want for the rest of my life didn't want me. How can I get the first girl who I wanted all along or until I find someone who meets my standards that is interested in me for a long-term relationship, Rio? Okay, so I'm trying to think about where we can dive in here. You know, I already gave my whole spiel about the the fact that you don't want someone who who doesn't want you. I don't need to repeat myself there. So that also applies here. You don't want to be with someone who doesn't want you. So that's that. I don't know if you're trying to get her still, whether you are or not. That is um, still to be said here. You know, it's this is very interesting. You seem to have a very interesting personality. I mean, I don't know. You you called her fat. That's that's not great. I don't know. I don't know why why what that would do. Very harsh thing to say to somebody, and also very beta, being very reactive, like this, and and also probably showing a lot of desperation to her. The second that she wanted to be your friend, it should have just been done. You know, like that's it. And I don't know, it sounds like you come from a different country. I don't know, this doesn't sound like you're you're writing from America. So maybe it's a little bit different in America than where it is from wherever you are from. But as far as I know, we don't want to ever think about wifing up any woman who we don't know on a romantic level. You should never pedestalize a woman because she's pretty and you know she has good values. Well, okay, there's a lot of women who have strong family values and who are pretty. But what about the connection that you guys have? What about the non-negotiables. What about the the sex even? How is your connection? How does she treat you? You know, all those things you don't know before you get into some romantic relationship. Guys, never pedestalize a woman ever that you will never, period. But especially one that you're not even in any sort of romantic relationship with. It's just nonsensical, okay? Now, to to dive into what you're saying here, you get ones that they're short-term flings and they're pretty. You know, we really tend to remember those times that are the really the ones that rejected us. I mean, hell, I even remember the, some of the women that rejected me. I may not want them anymore. I mean, I don't want them anymore, but I still remember it. There's a strong emotion that happens when you get rejected. That feeling of rejection can stay with you. But that doesn't mean that they were right for you. And again, coming back to this idea, you pedestalized her for really no good reason. And so because of that, you're going to remember this. That doesn't mean she's the one for you. Bottom line. So you don't, you asked, how can I get the first girl who I wanted all along? You don't. 
there's other women out there. You, that's, this is dating, right? Like this is dating. So yeah, you gotta, you're going to have flings. You're going to have ones that like this, where you like them and they reject you. So you're, this is the reality, gentlemen, and Ryo, is that these women that are out there are not all going to be your fit. And it's okay. I think we need to be okay with that. We need to see that as the reality and accept it. And just know what you want. And Ryo, it sounds like you do. So that's a great start. And now we date. I mean, you're trying to find one person to wife up, it sounds like. So this is one. It just takes one. If you're expecting that to happen after just a little bit, well, that's, uh, that's, that's just now how it works. So rethink some of this. Come back to it. Thank you so much for, for writing in. It's really fun to answer your questions. So thanks, Anonymous, Lanson. Rio, if you want to get your questions answered, email me trip at tripadvice.com and we will answer your questions here on the podcast. If you need more help, go to tripadvicecoaching.com. We can help you. We can guide you. We have coaches on staff to make sure you get results and we won't stop working with you until you do. And we'll get you to that next level. Till next time, talk to you later.